Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. G-L-O-P-R with James Vandermart and Corey Smith. Green light on Premier Racing. Yes, we're back again. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Another very, very big week of Greyhound Racing, not just here in Victoria, but obviously up in Queensland as well with a few really good races and we're always cheering for the Victorians to go well up there. But straight off the top, we're going to introduce our wonderful co-host who's probably been a bit mischievous this week. I speak of Smithy. How are you, mate? Oh, I never am, but I tell you what, the listeners that are tuning in that would have just heard you just put on an absolute clinic of an intro there probably didn't know, but they're now about to know that that was the seventh take that we've had. <laughs> we've, uh, we've had a few little issues to start the show, but we're off and racing now, and there's plenty of winners to be found out at the Meadows. And just, it's always a pleasure to just talk to you this time on a oh, Friday, Arvo, Jimmy boy. Let me guess, Smithy, there's 12 winners to be found at the Meadows Saturday night. There is 12, <laughs> there is 12 winners to be found, yes. As I say, each and every week, I reckon we'll tip the card this week. Where we, went, we, we went pretty well last week. We found plenty of winners, but let's try and tip the card tonight. Don't be modest, mate. Last week was enormous. George's fancy, one of our better bets, got home. Osprey Phantom, uh, every race you click on. I think you were keen on Francis Benali. Uh, you were keen on Kelsey Bell. I was keen on Aston Velvet. Plan ahead. It was just a, a night where everything fell into place for the green light on Premier Racing family. And, yeah, I'm, I'm earning the uh, the dollars this week because it's, uh, as you say, about take 67. I don't know what's happened. New financial year. This is where we normally start fresh and, and, and I guess, get everything going in the right direction. And uh, I guess the, the listeners aren't going to know this, but it has been one of our toughest recordings yet, hasn't it, Smithy? It has been, mate. I'm glad no one's getting paid by the hour because uh, we might not, be, uh, might not be getting any funding for the weeks moving forward. Well, cost of living's gone up, mate, so maybe we do need to charge by the hour, I think. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Run of the week. No, no need to charge by the hour when we're tipping and backing as many winners. Always gamble responsibly as, as we are on this podcast. And this is a little bit of a selfish choice for run of the week. There was a few really big ones last week. Of course, Osprey Phantom, as we mentioned, Aston Velvet, just in a, a rich vein of form. But I've gone with George's fancy because I literally had a sore arm for half an hour after this race, pulling the whip as they turned for home, just trying to get her home. And she was able to do so from box number one. And this is how she went about it. George's fancy, your beauty. Racing George's fancy on the inside, jumped away smartly, going quickly there, Malik keeping. It takes a lead early now from Dark Compass, followed by George's fancy. As they turn to the back straight, the leader's clear, Malik keeping. It's about two out in front over George's fancy, followed further back by Dark Compass, who's third. A three further back in the race there came Legal Bud, and a long gap then to Chanko's girl, and also Pinjara Bale. They come off the back straight, and Malik keeping the leader, going out after their George's fancy. They turn for home, though. Malik keeping the leader, George's fancy, drove the rails, hit the front and won it. George's fancy beat Malik keeping third as Go, you good thing, George's fancy. And a, a, look, it's been a bit tough, race 12 on the program as a rule for a smithy, but George's fancy changed all of that very quickly. And there was a moment at the first corner where she almost wasn't going to get through. She hip and shouldered, pushed through, and once she was sitting second leaders back, although I pulled the whip really hard, I was confident she was going to win from a long way out. Yeah, stepping back in journey was obviously a big plus, but... You're right. We have to we have to whip her home. We my arm was just as sore as yours, I'm sure. So it's good to get that done in the in the last race of the card. And uh, 
just nice little collects for our punters punting club. And just on that, mate, as well, uh, celebrations. What what do you think the greatest celebration you've done after either backing or owning a winner in Greyhound Racing? And this is for the, the family out there who tune into the podcast each and every week as well. If you've got something, uh, message it through to the GRV socials. If you get through to Instagram, that's probably the best way to do it. Search GRV on Instagram and send them your Best celebration. What would yours be, mate? Is it pull the whip and ride them home that way? Uh, it was more a location that I'm about to give you here. I've, I've oh. been lucky enough to own one Group 3 winner, and I was in a San Francisco hostel when the when it went. And I, I was given the double barrels, the Cobras, everything. At about <laughs> 3 a.m. there, woke everyone in the hostel up. So it was uh, it was a bit of everything. The Brett Lee chainsaw probably came out as well. So when Corbett saluted in Group 3 <laughs> over in South Australia, I was in San Francisco and I gave just about every celebration under the sun. I, I thought you said you were in a hospital at first. <laughs> and by the sounds <laughs> no, of it... By the sounds yeah. of it, you almost yeah. ended up in one after you had a few uh, few angry uh, <laughs> few angry people. Saturday's preview. Saturday night, racing at the Meadows. There's only one place to be on Saturday night, and that is City Views Bistro. Good tucker, great racing. Doesn't get any better than that. Let's get 12 winners, as you always say, Smithy. I love that comment. Well, there's always 12 winners to be found. Let's start with race one. On with Shanlon Hunter. He's going to get back, but he's going to run on. How do you see this one? Uh, it is a tough one to kick off the night, but I've landed with a one first pick from a good litter. I thought it was pretty impressive last start. So if it can hold the hold the rail, I think first pick can be uh, running well. I'm taking a tip here, race two, on the green light on podcast. Now, the Meadows are good enough to name a race that, so I've highlighted, circled it, got really excited about that. And I've liked it that much that I've decided to make this my best bet of the night at value. And it may even be my punter's punting club. Sit there and wait for that. Race two, each way, best bet of the night, number six, Lawless. I just like this form at Bendigo through that uh, Pink Diamond series and was caught wide in the final behind Kalinda Chips. And I I think Kalinda Chips is going to be very close to favoured in this race. I think the red's going to miss the kick. There's going to be a bit of crowding. I'm just not sure with that lack of early box speed, Kalinda Chips is going to find a place. And therefore, if Lawless can jump, land in front, my goodness, he's going to take some catching. And he's a, he's a good price as well. What do you think, race two, Smithy? I gave that a good push. This is unbelievable. Green light on podcast, and I'm also going for the oh. green. Lawless, named after you, I'm sure. But oh. uh, yeah, I, I think this is the clear leader for the race. Some of the some of the better mm. fancied runners, Osprey Storm in one and Clinda Chips in five, they haven't exactly shown much box speed. So I'm happy to be with Lawless. Like you said, on an each-way basis, you've converted me. And uh, I think we can lead for, for a long way and hopefully get far enough out in front that they can't catch it. Ten bucks in the Watchdog form guide. Gamble responsibly. Race number three, I'm with two. Daff Zach finds itself in a grade five. That was enough for me. Yeah, me too. I think very, very well graded in this one. Daff Zach can just sit behind the leaders and... And be too good for him. Mix four and five. You see McInerney in race four, drawn box number eight. Uh, he's better than these. Uh, simple as that. I like him from out wide when he can unwind with a, with a clear run. I think he'll be able to do that. Hit the front through the first corner and be too good. Race four, number eight. One of my better bets of the night too. Yeah, me too. I think you'll be short enough. But the wide draw and McInerney, they, just, they go hand in hand. And I'm happy to be with McInerney as well. Race number five, on with two, good to go. I know you're a fan when he draws inside. He's drawn inside this week again. He, he should run well. Are we, are we reading out of the same form, God? I'm just having a little flick through. I'm with good to go as well. I was 
I was worried if he got a run last week. He was somewhat disappointing, but he's better than that, and I think he uh, he can win this one. Mate, just two experts doing form thoroughly. That's all it is. Uh, race six, number two, I'm with what could be. Going against our little favourite, George's Fancy, and what looks an even race. I think Little Tiger's going to run a race and as well commission out wide. If they come across the seven and the eight, they may fight the race out, but I'm going to go with number two, what could be. I'm going to go with the one uh, meet Joe Black here. I think there is a bit of pace out wide and pace with your runner as well. So if we can just sit behind and if something happens up front, hopefully we can sneak up on the rail and get through. Race number seven, I'm with Play Nice. I like this greyhound. He was run of the week from the, the Sandown edition of the podcast this week. And look, this is this is a very, very winnable grade five Metro staying race for him. So he's a, he's a nice type on the up. I'm with Play Nice. Yeah, I'm also with Play Nice. 42 10, a couple starts go at Sandown. He's good enough to be winning this. Overflow Lease is obviously the main danger. She has a decent record from box eight, but doesn't have the greatest record here at the Meadows over the 730. Race eight, uh, on with the red here, well grounded. There's speed in two. Dusty Burbsky's going to go right in four. I just think there's space on the inside, and well grounded can get the job done. This is actually my best bet of the night of a decent, decent price, I think, well grounded. Oh. Well grounded, the one. Yeah, I, I, I think just drawn perfectly mm. has an outstanding box one record exactly where he wants to be i think that it's a messy messy box draw for some of the more fancy runners out wide and i think well grounded can just get the run of the race and, and be too good for them here it was pretty impressive last start we've already given away plenty mate plenty of valued winners there including uh, best bets at odds uh, last four races i'm going race nine number two sandy camp road race 10 number four got the swagger who was big last week should improve on that run Race 11, I'm with eight, Aston Marvel, and race 12, one of my better bets here, knowing off the inside. Your last four, quickly. Uh, race nine, number two, Sandy Camp Road. Race 10, number one, Distinguished. Race 11, Slick Sister, the four, I mm. think, has got plenty more upside in this one. Thought had a big opinion of her early and hasn't really shown it. Putting some faith in her, and race 12, number one, will probably be short knowing, uh, but should be winning. Yeah, we had to get to a race, mate, so that's why we had to uh, power through that. No worries, mate. Just kidding. It's a podcast, mate. We've got all day to talk Greyhound Racing. There is nothing better than podcasting, sitting in your car, having a listen to myself and Smithy as we banter about Greyhound Racing. Green light on. Remy Racing quiz time. Oh, yeah. The quiz is back for those who absolutely love the quiz. And, well, Smithy... I've been waiting to get an entry into the City View Bistro down there at the Meadows, and I thought, let's base this quiz on the City View's Bistro. Are you happy to play? Oh, no, this is scary, but go on. Let's, here we go. Okay. <laughs> I don't really know what questions I'm going to roll with for this, but here we go, okay? This is question one. There'll be three questions you need your name as, as the, uh, the buzzer. What size is the Porterhouse Steak at the City View's Bistro at the Meadows? <laughs> Corey. Corey. I actually don't know this. I'm going to go with 250 grams. Oh, so close, mate. 300 grams. And oh, no. 50 grams extra. It's only $33. It comes with some red wine, juice, garlic butter, battered chips, and salad. You cannot go wrong with a porterhouse steak unless you're a vegetarian like me, in which it's no good at all. Hey, the entree. I'm a really big entree man. You've got the garlic and herb butter cob. It is vegetarian for me. What price is that if you want to wander into City Views and, and hoe into some garlic and herb butter cob? This is, this is a bit painful because I don't actually pay for anything here because <laughs> Chef Nelly is an absolute superstar. So, uh, oh, Corey, I will go with $12. 
Well, of course you don't pay for it, Smithy. You're the man uh, that just controls the show down there. But wrong again. It's it's a bargain. It's only $8 for a garlic and herb butter cob. And while we're at that, let's stick to entrees for our third question. The salt and pepper calamari with lemon aioli. I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. I think they call it a pescatarian where I don't mind tucking into a bit of calamari. And this calamari, I've been told down there at the bistro, is extraordinary. Uh, what price is it, Smithy? Is it A, $11.00? B, $15, C, $17, or D, $19? Corey, I'll go with $17, C. You are hopeless at the Bistro's quiz. <laughs> it is. I tell you what, I, I, I really do hope that no one that works here goes and listens to this like this week's Greenline on Premier Racing podcast with James Vandermark because I have just dunk it up. Let's stick to racing next time. Hey. I reckon, Jimmy Boy, you've thrown me under the bus here. The answer was B. It was $15. The flip side of that is that you've overpriced everything, so obviously you think it's better than the price. So, effectively... Exactly right. That's 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 <laughs> the angle I'm taking here, is that maybe maybe I'll have to wander into the catering meeting next week and, and just say to them, look, I think your food's worth a bit more, but in the meantime, you may as well come and fill your boots with it because <laughs> it is wonderful food. And Chef Nally, he is a superstar. All jokes aside, I did look at the pricing and I've been told how good it is. I was surprised how cheap a few of the things are. So get down to City View Bistro. Uh, they've got everything to keep you. Tuck it up uh, at the Meadows on a Saturday night. Hunters Hunting Club. Spreadsheet open, it gets serious. The first couple of months of the Punting Punters Club was all about getting warm, getting ready. Now it's about getting serious and we're going to keep a tally on all of our wages, gamble responsibly in the Punters Punting Club. I'm going to let you kick it off, Smithy. You've got $50. The rules are a little bit stricter now. You've got a maximum of two bets at a meeting. There are the choice of an each-way bet or a multi, a two-leg multi. What are you going to do, Smithy? How are you going to spend the 50 this week, mate? Well, I like that you've set some rules because uh, normally you're the one that breaks them more. <laughs> uh, I'm a tipping will probably be maybe one of your selections, but race eight, number one, well-grounded for mine. I'll have 25 each way. Ooh. I think it'll be decent value, and I think it's just drawn perfectly. Had a quick look at the flux, already backed in as well, so jump on that nice and early, gamble responsibly, of course. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, my best bet race, two, number six, Lawless. I've converted you to an each-way man, therefore I have to stay an each-way man, and I'll have 25 each-way on Lawless. This is starting price that will calculate these winnings as we go. Good fun, Smithy. Thanks for playing the quiz, mate. You're a legend for having a go. Oh, I'll tell you what, you've thrown me under the bus and I'm not going to recommend that the chefs or, or any of the catering staff have a listen this week, but uh, it does go to show that I think the, the food is a lot better priced than, than what it probably should be. Inside Info. Two dogs in at the Meadows tomorrow night for trainer Paul LaBella and he's been good enough to bounce onto the podcast, I think for the first time, Paulie. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, first time. I have been good enough to make it on there yet. Oh, well, mate, we're waiting till you get a few genuine chances in town. No, I, I kid. You've been flying, actually. Aston Ulysses, <laughs> the, the, the Kennel Star, he won the, the big grade eight race uh, a couple of weeks ago. He's been going supreme. But, uh, yeah, we've got two in at the Meadows uh, tomorrow night, mate. Before we chat about them, your involvement in racing, as long as I've been involved, you've been involved. Where did it all begin for Mr. Abella? Yeah, my parents got offered a, 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 a join... Um, ownership of a grey, greyhound, they knocked, knocked it back and it actually won a group race. And then, yeah, then just from that day, my parents got involved and I've always been involved a little bit. But then 
we went I went full time probably six or seven years ago and yeah, the rest is history. Mate, you've had a couple of really good dogs over that journey. Is is five star, I know he's a bit of a favourite of yours, obviously broke down last year. Is he the fastest dog you think you've trained? Um, he's the fastest stayer I've ever trained. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he's probably not the fastest dog I've trained, but yeah, he, he's one of my fav- favourites. Um, him and Aston Ulysses, they're my two boys. Um, but yeah, he's, yeah, he was about to burst, just keep going, and I reckon he was not far away from winning the uh, Group 1, I reckon. Mm. You spoke of Aston Ulysses. He's just been unbelievable, hasn't he? For a long, long period of time, he fronts up in, in pretty much every good race over 500 metres plus. He's just been a marvel, hasn't he? He's a wa- warrior. Mm. I always say dogs like him make us trainers look good. Because I, anywhere I've seen him, anything I've done with him, he just tries. Like I think Ray Border said the other day, he's had 74 starts and he's missed the top four eight times. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Like, that's phenomenal. <laughs> it is, so, especially when they're running yeah. top grade as well. They're not finding easy races. Hey, these two runners you've got in tomorrow night, they're, they're both drawn a bit awkwardly, but Aston Suzette's the first of them in race nine, drawn box number eight. Combining with Ray Border, who you've got a very good partnership with, this is a very, very fast greyhound. She obviously just needs a bit of luck from box eight, but what, what, do you, what are the plans with her, I guess, and do you give her a bit of a chance tomorrow night? Well, I'm, a statement I'm about to say, you might be surprised that she's as quick as I've ever trained. Yeah. But... She lacks that first, that bit of first section. Um, like I told her, the Meadows on Monday, she went five, ten, seventeen, seventy-eight, best of the morning mm. of the day. But we go to box eight, and we, we know what box eight's like at the Meadows. And I, I'm not surprised by that call, Paulie, because uh, I think I saw Aston Suzette once trial at Sandown Park post to post on a day that a few of the Greenos were putting a, a couple of fast ones around and, and she went very, very well that day with uh, with a lot of toe. Hey, race number 10, you've got Enamoured who steps up in distance, drawn box number six. Nice little win at Geelong last time and you're probably expecting that she can show that speed and, and probably almost find the front if not be in a challenging spot early. Yeah, she's um she's come along nice, this girl. She just finished her se- season. She's nearly over the season now. I reckon her, in the next two or four runs, you really see the best, the best of her. This is, again, box six. You don't want to make any mistakes from the six, but I expect a forward showing from her. Paulie, what's a race you want to win, mate? Is there one that stands out that you'd love to get your hands on? Million dollar race. What about the Melbourne Cup? Are you more a money man or a prestige man? My wife's the money man, money woman. <laughs> <laughs> she was the money, but no, nah, no, nah, any, any of the big ones, the Australian, the Melbourne, the East, the Easter Egg, um, yeah, just yeah, just any of those big big ones would be great, and just to win one with the owners, and that would be amazing. Well, mate, keep doing what you're doing, and, and no doubt those big races will come. Thanks for coming on the podcast, and good luck with these two tomorrow and moving forward. And just as I let you go, mate, is there one that we should black book from your kennel that, that might be worth following? Yeah, I've got to, I'll be producing one in the next few weeks. Um, Panadero Warrior, he's coming back um, from a bit of a spell and he's about two weeks away and he's flying. Well, mate, if he wins, he'll be my advert for Greenlight on Premier Racing. So good luck to you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. There's some inside info to sink your teeth into, not just for the Meadows tomorrow night, but also moving forward. Big thanks to Paul Abella for not just coming on the podcast, but delivering that inside info on one of his runners coming back. 
Panadero Warrior will follow him closely. As always, a big thanks to Paul, our special guest, Corey Smith and the team at GRV for making it all happen. And just before we let you go, off air, once we finish recording, I generally have a little chat to Corey Smith. And I said to Corey, is the food as good as they make out down here at the City Views Bistro? And here's what he had to say. No, it is. It goes, yeah. goes well. I've, I've sampled the whole menu, to be honest. <laughs> Trust Smithy to, uh, to have sampled the whole menu. That wraps up this week's podcast, punters. Until next time, you know the drill. Safe travelling and happy punting.